Hey guys, really quick, I'm getting ready to run to the gym and try to torture myself a little bit. Um, but I've, I'm on my annual summer sabbatical. So I take typically probably a minimum of four weeks <clears throat> during the summer off. And uh, it depends. Sometimes it's four. It depends on how depleted I am. I think last year I took nine. But anyway, here's my point. I do a lot of reflection and um, I learned something and I want to share it with you because some of you might be going through this. So I learned something about me. And if you believe you should study yourself, right? Not just study others, but study yourself. Watch this. Besides God, the most important person you can study if you're, is yourself. If you believe that, just put, uh, just drop some fire in that chat right there. If you agree with that, think about it. All right. So besides God, the most important person you can study is yourself. You can't manage what you don't understand. Right. And so if you don't understand you, you can't manage it. When you understand the nature of a thing, its behavior becomes predictable. Right. When you understand. So I got this little dog at my house. Y'all see Rocky. I love Rocky. So every time I sit down to eat, Rocky come and just start jumping up on me. Because I've been feeding Rocky too much. <laughs> <laughs> so because I understand the nature of a thing, his behavior is predictable. I know if he starts barking, somebody's at the door, right? So when you understand your nature, you can, you can make decisions in your time of strength that protect yourself from yourself in your times of weakness. So anyway, I was, I just been doing some introspection and a lot of self-reflection, which is what I do during my sabbatical. And I, I had this thought, I was like, you know what, whether it's in ministry or the marketplace, my primary passion and calling is uh, really adding value to people. And for me, my calling is not necessarily inspiration, um, optimization. What does that mean? It means that there are some people that help them help people want it. I'm the person that help you get it. If a person don't want it, they're not ready for me. Um, there are other people that are called and gifted to create desire. My calling and gifting is to facilitate development. You got me, <laughs> right? I'm for the hungry. Like even my, my coaching and mentoring group is called Daniel's Den. And here's one of the monikers. It's a home for the hungry. It's like, if you're not hungry or you're not hungry for what we offer, or you're not hungry for it from me, then that's, you know, that's, that's not the group of people. So I'm about all about optimization. And so I had to be honest with myself. Listen, guys, I had to be honest with myself and say, I think I'm dealing with some disappointment. Right. In the church space and in the business space, everything I do is around people's optimization. And I, said, I think I'm dealing a little bit with with some disappointment. Watch this. And I think what I begin to see is in our churches and in our companies, I felt like maybe I was I was more invested in people's optimization than they were. If you ever felt like this, this isn't judging, this isn't negative. I just want you to be honest. If you've ever felt like you are more vested into somebody's own, into somebody else's success than they are, just put, I feel you in the comment section right there. If like, if you've ever felt that, like, yo, I feel like I'm more and so I was like, yo, why, why am I dealing with such disappointment? 
And the disappointment, it wasn't necessarily I was disappointed with my personal life, my professional life, my relational life. It's like the disappointment wasn't attached to that. It was like, whether it's in the church space, a company space, sometimes when you make a certain kind of investment, you're expecting to see certain kind of returns in people's lives. And when you don't see that, you can carry disappointment for people that they don't that they don't even carry uh, for themselves. I'm going to say that one more time. It is possible for you to carry disappointment for people that they don't even care for themselves. So what I begin to do once I once I acknowledge, like, I think I'm dealing with disappointment. I had to inspect my emotions. So I started inspecting my emotions to ask, OK, now, why do why do I feel like? Like, why do I feel like I'm dealing with this this disappointment? And here, here's the first thought that came to my mind. I was like. I think I care too much. And I thought that, but it just didn't sit right with me. Because my faith is what drives my worldview, my ideology in terms of the way I approach church, the way I approach business. And it's like, no, I don't want to be stingy with how I care. So it doesn't sit right with me to say I care too much. And so I was like, man, I think I care too much, but it just didn't sit right for me as a person of faith. Other people may be able to say that because I'm like, so how do I shrink? How do I pull back care? Like, I don't know how to pull back care. So am I supposed to be less generous with my love? Am I supposed to care less about people's success? Am I supposed to not be dis not be disappointed? When I see potential in latent form, in dormant form on the inside of people and they uh, are unable or unwilling to do what it takes to pull that out. Am I supposed to not be grieved if people are suffering and struggling, uh, whether it's relationally or spiritually or financially? And there's some things that I've learned and might be able to help remedy that predicament. Yo, it was like. No, I, I don't think I'm not. I don't want to ever not care. When I stop caring, I want to stop doing this. I prepare my messages for Sunday because I care. Everything I'm teaching on Sunday, I already know. So I'm not preparing that for me. I'm not wrestling with what are the best examples? What are the best ways to say that? So I feel like, watch this. I feel like my creativity flows from my care. I'm going to say that again. My creativity flows from my care. So I feel like if I lose my care, I lose my creativity. That my genius is tied to my love. That if I lose my love, I lose my genius. I'm like, yo. But I still don't want to deal this. this I, 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 don't, I still don't. I don't want to deal with this chronic disappointment. And so here's a thought that came to me. I'm sharing this and I'm out. Here's a thought. And I believe this was the Holy Spirit. It may have just been me, but here's a thought that came to me. Darius, you do not need to care less. You need to care differently. Man, that set me free. Anybody feeling that? It's like, Darius, no, don't, don't care less. Care differently. You need to love people enough 
to let them choose mediocrity. Gosh, did you? <laughs> you can't force, Darius, your standard on other people. If other, watch this. Here's, here's a thought that came to my mind. God does it. I'm going to say it one more time. God does it. So it isn't that I should care less or that some of you that are watching this, watching this should care less. The issue is we should care differently. What does that mean practically? It means that you make a commitment. Watch this. To give and to do your best. Watch this. Based on a decision that you've made to be who you're going to be. And that decision is not tied to how they respond to the investment that you make. I can control my contribution. I cannot control outcomes. And I must love people enough to say, I love you even if I feel like you love mediocrity. Now, I'm going to give you everything I got to get you out of mediocrity. But if you love mediocrity and if you're OK with mediocrity, I have to be OK with what you're OK with because I can't have my love for you or my contribution that I make to you tied to whether tied to uh, whether or not you have my standards. Guys, everybody doesn't want to be what we think they can be. <laughs> Everybody doesn't want to be what we think they can be. I love that. Yeah, I need to be okay with what you're okay with, even if that will never be okay for me. So listen, some of you might be feeling, do I care too much? No, you don't care too much. You don't need to care less. Don't care less because your creativity is tied to your care. Your genius is tied to your love. Every, every program I've created has been birthed out of care for people. It is a recognition of a need. And then it is the summoning of creative ingenuity and resources to come up with a solution for that need. That's where Bible you came from. That's where Daniel's Den came from. That's where TCP came from. That's where my inner circle came from. That's why we do church the way we do church. Like I have that in mind. You don't care too much. Don't, don't let your disappointment rob you of love because love is the fuel for your genius. Don't care less, just care differently because the world needs you to care.